Konnichiwa, my friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. Samurai Appliance Repairman here with you, along with... Mrs. Samurai. And we're going to be doing, by popular demand, yet again, another all-listener email session. This seems to be the uh, format that people like the most. And we want to give the people what they want. Give the pipples what they want. Power to the pipples. Oh, yeah. And... uh, we're going to have, uh, I don't know, two, probably just two emails today, but yeah. they'll, they'll be called out and described in the uh, description for the show. And before we get to that, let's... Hear a little word from our sponsor. Great. Fixitnow.com. Samurai appliance repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance repairman. Help thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. Welcome back, my friends. All right, Miss Samurai. So who are we going to hear from first? First, we're going to hear from Bob. Hey, Bob. I have a Kenmore electric glass top stove in which all the elements plus the oven quit working. Do you know offhand what the problem could be? The clock works and the warmer burner works. Any suggestions? Hmm. Let me employ my psychotic powers. Something smoking. Something smoking. Honey, honey. Shh, oh, shh. Okay, okay. <sighs> okay. All right. Anyway, I, I drew a blank on that one. Next. <laughs> All right. So what he's got going on here. And here's the principle behind this one, Bob. And anyone else listening, if we have more than one listener beside Bob. The um, elements, the oven element and the stove element, uh, the main burner elements, all run off 240 volts. Right? The lights and the burner elements, or the warmer elements sorry, only runs off 120 volts. So, ergo, that's a little Latin lingo, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that means that the range has probably lost uh, one leg of its power voltage. you got to have, uh, in an electric range, you got two hot legs coming in, not to be confused with the hot legs on Mrs. Samurai. Woo-hoo! <laughs> But we're talking about hot legs on the power lines. Okay, a little less exciting, but maybe helpful to those out there listening. That's right. And each one of those has 120 volts on it. Well, and then there's a neutral coming in. Well, if one of those, you got 120 volts on one of those legs that drops out, you're not going to have your 240 because 120 to 120 is... Oh, um... mm, mm, 240? 240. Ding, ding, ding. Survey says. So you're, you're probably, if one of those legs drops out... You got one leg that's supplying 120, and you got the neutral. Then you've got your 120 volt circuit for the light and for the warmer element. But you ain't got the 240 for the main hot stuff. So is this just a, a case of his circuit breaker being trapped? It's probably one one leg of the circuit breaker. Uh, very. That's a very good um, point, and that's probably what it is. You know, a lot of breakers go bad, and this happens with dryers, too. We've talked about this a lot oh, with yeah. electric dryers. It's the exact same phenomenon. Or it's uh, uh, one of the legs, one of the connections has burned. I mean, there's a number of possibilities, but mm-hmm. I would start right back at the power connections. There's a little uh, power strip terminal in the oven. I would start right back there and uh, do my voltage measurements and make sure that I've got both 120 on each leg to neutral. And make sure that I've got 240 leg to leg, and verify my voltage thusly. 
Is there any way that he could have the appropriate voltage and still be having this problem? There would be, but that would be a more esoteric problem, um, and it's nothing that really comes to mind offhand. Generally, if um, uh, when the internally when a range kills voltage, it's like a thermal overload, and it kills everything mm -hmm. to the range. Or on some of them, depending on the on the um, particular model here, which he didn't include, um, but on some of them, they can just kill voltage to uh, the elements, but still leave the lights and clock running. But All right. it just depends on the range. But if I were on the service call, I would start by ver verifying the source voltage right. to this range. And so that's offhand and on hand what mm -hmm. I would do. All right. Two yes. for one. That's a, that's a big twofer there. All right. So you've given Bob several things to check. All right, Bob, that's your homework, so get on it, buddy. And, uh, yeah, if you have any more questions, Bob, just email us back or... You can go to the forum. You can go to the forum. You can get the direct link to the forum in case you don't want to. In case people don't want to go through our wonderful website, which is fixitnow.com, they can go directly to the forum, which is applianceguru.com. And you can only get there if you can know if you know how to spell appliance guru. So, right. and I'm not going to tell you. Nope. So you have to go through fixitnow.com. And if you can't spell fixitnow.com, you probably don't need to be posting in the forum. Thank you. All right. Should we move along? Let's move it along. All right. Now we are hearing from Doug. I have an electric Bosch dryer. Bosch or Bosk? Bosch. I always say Bosch. <laughs> Sorry. I just yeah. forgot all of a sudden. That is located in the middle of my home. Is that some feng shui thing? You know, you put the dryer right in yes. the exact center of your right, home? Right next to the bonsai tree. Okay. Mm hmm I am putting an addition on the house, which will cause me to have to lengthen the distance and number of turns to an outside wall to be excessive. Mm. Is there any way I could just vent the dryer to the crawl space and not to the outside, or is it critical that it vent to the outside? This is a good question because I know yeah. you've. I get I get emailed this um, probably weekly. I get well, a question similar to that. Well, and dryer venting is very important. Something not a lot of people often think about. Well, it's true. I see a lot, with a lot of builders, I'll go in million dollar homes and I'll see, and they'll have some cheesy white vinyl vent that runs all through the, the behind sheetrock where you can't clean it out. Runs uh, runs up through a, uh, a roof. And they put a hole mm -hmm. in a perfectly good roof to vent the dryer out. It's just it's crazy what what I see people doing. But I mean, a dryer basically is only you can have a. $700 dryer, and it's only going to be as good as that vent. So, yep. in this case, he's got a Bosch dryer, which is a, which is a decent dryer. I mean, it's 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 not like your white Westinghouse. It's this ain't your daddy's Frigidaire, okay? Oh, this I... is a nice dryer, but um, in this case, he's contemplating venting the dryer into a crawl space, which presumably is directly underneath. Uh, the living space of the house, underneath the floor of the house, where they would be right, living right above it. Right. Here's the problem with that. Dryer exhaust is very humid and is loaded with pollen, mites, human skin, viruses, lots of nasty stuff. So you combine that with moisture and then the darkness of a mm. crawl space, and what do we have a recipe for? The biological experiment. Well, it's a new thing. You had mentioned feng, feng shui. This is fungus shui. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Very Bob's... fungus garden. That's, or are we talking about this is Doug. Doug. That's what Doug is setting himself up for, is fungus shui. And he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna end up with sick house 
syndrome. So your dryer exhaust is dirty air, and you want to get that stuff outside of the living space. Right, so it's exhausted to the outside all the time for a good reason, not just for the performance of the dryer, but for your indoor air quality. Right, now here's the other thing. He's, He's doing an addition on the house. What I would do, rather than rather than try to figure out all this long, tortuous, multi-elbow dry, long, you know, icky dryer vent thing that's going to eventually make its way outside, and he's going to have very poor performance with his dryer. He's already doing an, an addition. Why not, as part of the planning for that addition, relocate the laundry center? That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, as and you know, we're only talking; it would only add a little bit more money to the cost of the project. Uh, the biggest expense would be um, adding the 240 outlet for the dryer and the water plumbing connections for the washer because you want the right. washer and dryer right next to each other. Of course, there may be just use limitations, whatever it is they're there trying could to be, add but on. That's generally, hard to tell. But as a rule of thumb, you don't want your dryer vent to exceed about 20 feet, 20, 25 feet. I've got a good graph on this at the website. There's the Ultimate Dryer Venting Guide. Uh, which goes into more detail about that. But about as a rule of thumb, 20, 25 feet, and that's with only about one or two 90-degree elbows and with a proper uh, vent hood on the outside of the house. So, um, But the, there are mitigating circumstances, um, conditions that where you can go longer than that, but you, you, it depends on the type of material that you're using for the dryer vent. Smooth-walled aluminum ductwork can be longer than uh, the spiral-wound uh, venting material, which should not be used for um, long runs. That stuff's not meant to be used for long runs. Even the aluminum spiral wound stuff, that's meant to be used very sparingly and only to connect two long runs that are offset by a little bit. Um, but your long straight run should always be done with smooth wall aluminum duct and that should help um, uh, you know, increase the efficiency and um, reduce your drying times. That's really what it's all about. Right. And get that stuff out of the house, Doug. Oh, yeah. Now, I have a question. I've heard of people running their dryer vent into some sort of uh, water system when they, for some reason, like in a basement, they did not have a way to cut through to get outside or without going up through to the next level or something difficult. And so they, what, put it in water and bubble it through the water? It's not bubbled through. What it is, it's just you've got the vent. It's a bucket and with a little, um, like, truss. This is all plastic. Little like truss thing on top of it that your vent uh, that, um, hose connects to, and blows down into the water surface. This is not elegant at all. Okay. So you got the exhaust of uh, the dryer exhaust is probably maybe six inches away, and it's just blasting down into the surface of the water. Oh, and the I idea see. is the water just helps catch the lint. Oh. So this is there's, this isn't like you're, this isn't like using a bong to filter, <laughs> you, know, wa- you know, smoke. Not that from, we would know anything about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But um, this isn't this isn't that principle at all. It's just blasting that air onto the surface of the water so that the water can capture some of the lint, so it doesn't make such a mess. It's not yeah. doing anything to condition the air and so reduce. You still get the, the humidity problems. Still get I'm the sure. pathogens, and you still get all the the icky nasties. And a bucket full of nasty water. I yeah, think. that you're that you're dumping all the time. So I that's think. something people would have to do in desperation. That's yeah. not an, a recommended thing. Obviously. Right, and it's 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 usually not desperation. I've been in lots of houses where I see that or. I'll see just a pantyhose. They'll take like a, a pantyhose thing and lay it over the um, uh, <laughs> exit of the of the dryer, or the dryer may have a little vent in it that goes in another room, and then the pantyhose is over that. And um, and 
then they don't change the pantyhose, and they wonder why the dryer is taking so long to dry things. And um, but I'll see all kinds of things. People like are that. funny. Yeah, and really, in, in every situation I can think of, they had an alternative. They had a means. It was not a, a, a big effort to go ahead and just run the dryer out the wall. It would have been a little bit of a project, but we're not talking anything, you know, like a construction project or anything. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, taking a, a four-inch hole saw and just boring a hole through the side of your house and running it out there. Right. Now, even if it's a, a cement wall, they've got masonry bits. I mean, this is not a big deal. And that's far preferable to having the dryer vent inside the house. Right. Well, hopefully as people become more aware of the importance of indoor air quality, yep. that uh, people will start listening to you. Take this more scleriously. All right, then. Yeah, all righty then. <laughs> so, anyway, that's, uh, that's a wrap for this uh, episode. We're trying to uh, keep them short, and uh, a little shorter, and uh, we're going to move along to our conclusion here. So, thanks for joining us. That's on... right. First of all, we should tell you how to email us. Yes, that's uh, if you do. Uh, please email us uh, podcast at fixitnow.com if you have uh, any burning appliance questions, or you know, if even if your appliances aren't burning, you can email us at podcast at fixitnow.com. In fact, they should probably call nine one one first yeah. if their appliances are burning. Right, burning then appliances. Then email us. Right, exactly. All right. So good point. Good point. So thanks again for downloading. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and uh, hope you continue to come back and download our podcast that we we'll put together. And tell all your friends. Tell all your good friends. And so meanwhile, this is Samurai Appliance Repairman. And Mrs. Samurai. Bidding you sayonara. sayonara.